welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosper. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast, and this is episode 76 of the podcast. And we, as you know, those of you who've been following along for a while, we are making our way through. We're actually getting pretty darn close to the end of a series I've been doing on John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And we have made our way through the building blocks of the pyramid and are now working our way through the mortar elements, as he called them, the elements that kind of bind the blocks together. And today, we move into mortar element number eight, and then there are two more after today. Uh, as always, this, uh, this episode, these, these episodes in this series have been coming to us from uh, John Wooden's book, Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success, with John Wooden and Jay Carty. And um, that's where I've been getting the ideas, and then the quotes uh, are either quotes that I've had in my own book, Inspiration for the Graduate, or quotes that I've uh, seen and heard from others uh, in other places, or quotes that I've looked up. And so today, we move to this mortar element number eight, which is integrity. And it, it kind of shocks me, actually, that Wooden didn't have, maybe I should say it shocked me, that Wooden didn't have this as one of his building blocks. And then the more I've thought about it, where he put it as a mortar element, um, it, it, then I, I think it can make sense. Uh, I mean, I've always looked at integrity as one of the most important elements that you can have in leadership and in trying to build a, a success, successful culture. And so that's why I had kind of thought, well, he would have that as one of the building blocks. But when you look at the building blocks that we have gone through, you see, as everything builds, you see him building toward the concept of, in many ways, toward the concept of integrity. And I think that's why he put it uh, up high in the mortar, uh, in these mortar elements. And and he's already touched on so many things that would fall into the category of integrity. And you're going to see he even mentions how how he has done that already. So, So for the concept of integrity, he says, in its simplest form, it's purity of intention. It's keeping a clean, clear conscience. Purity of intention. I like that idea. You are, you know, what you intend to do in this world, you are pure of thought and you are pure in what you are going to try to accomplish and how you're going to do that. And here is where he says it's also a composite of some of the other mortar elements. Um, he didn't he didn't say some of the other building blocks, and yet when you look at the other building blocks, it's like, well, yeah, that, that would make sense too. But the other mortar elements he mentions are reliability, honesty, sincerity. But then he says, but purity of intention deserves its own place. And so that's why integrity is one of its own mortar elements. He said it's a reflection of your heart. 
Having a pure heart is so important that he put it right up near the top of the pyramid, just under the one that we're going to do next week. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to, I might hold off on saying what that one is. Remember last week I gave you a little tease, didn't tell you what this week's was, so maybe I'm doing that right now, we'll see. Uh, it says, the heart of a person with integrity always wants to do what is right, once he, once he or she is sure of what the right thing is. And I, I found it interesting that he put it this way, that they always want to do what is right. He didn't say always do what is right. And integrity is one of those terms that um, we talk about. I talk about it in you know my a lot of my writing, speaking, uh, the speaking I do for proactive coaching. When we talk about integrity in a few of our presentations, we talk about how the person of integrity does the right thing all the time. And so I, I'm interested as to why I wouldn't put it this way, where he says the heart the the heart of a person with integrity always wants to do what's what is right. I'm going to guess his feeling would be because they're still human beings that are flawed and not perfect. Okay, maybe they don't always do what is right. Maybe they will have their moments. Does that make them not be people of integrity? Well, in that moment they would not be a person of integrity. Maybe part of it is how big of a Thing that have they done? I'm not sure. But I just found that interesting that he would say they always want to do what is right as opposed to they always do what is right. Because the way I've always looked on integrity, the person with integrity always does the right thing, always follows his or her own beliefs. You'll see their actions and words following what they say they're all about. So interesting concept, I think. Um, he goes on, we're each unique. Now, you're going to start to see um, he's going to bring a lot in. I, I don't know if a lot is the right way to put it, but he's going to talk a bit more about God, uh, talk a, a bit more about faith, especially in this one and then the next two. Uh, John Wooden was a man of very strong faith, very strong Christian faith, and so much of what he did, um, uh, the, his Christian faith guided him. He never apologized for that, nor should he have. Uh, and so you will see that. I've tried to keep this as secular as possible throughout this um, entire series because not everybody who is listening is probably Christian. Uh, but at the same time, there is so much that we can learn from so many tenets and elements of the Christian faith that it's important to go ahead and, and follow and say the things that he is talking about. Because there are, the things you're going to hear, are got, they, they apply no matter whether you're Christian or of another faith or if you're uh, atheist, no, no matter who you are, you can still follow these principles to be a great leader, to be a great person, to be a great teammate, and to work your way toward the principles of success that you're working toward. So anyway, you're going to see some of those elements in here um, that, that Wooden touches on. Because he says we're each unique, and because of that we have differing values. Right? So we each have our own different values, but he said God put absolutes in place. And he referenced the Ten Commandments, for instance. And he said when we violate these types of absolutes, we fail as people of integrity. So again, some of you might think of that, well, I don't necessarily you know, uh, follow the Ten Commandments or whatever. But yet when you look at the Ten Commandments, it's like, well, whether, though, whether you believe something like that came from, from a God or just came from you know, people doing and being the right way, doing the right things, those are 
the types of uh, concepts that, yeah, we should be following those. And so I, I still believe that, again, wherever you are on the religious spectrum, those types of absolutes are certainly the types of things that we need to be looking at um, as if we're gonna if we're gonna be people of integrity, we need to follow them. Because he say he goes on to say being true to oneself isn't integrity, and I think a lot of people look at it that way. And I loved his example. He used Charles Manson as the example. He said Charles Manson was true to himself and who he was. You know, there's you know there's no way though we would look at him as a person of integrity. And so it's like, oh yeah, that certainly makes sense. What he says, ultimately being true to our creator is the purest form of integrity. Now, once again, those of you who are not necessarily, don't, don't believe in uh, a God or something like that, being true to some higher, better way of behaving, some way that says, I am a part of society, I am a part of many people, I need to behave in such a way where I am true to all of us, not only myself. I think that's a, an important way to look at this as well. He says, when we have integrity, we will not do anything demeaning to anybody else. Our focus is on always doing the right thing and always doing the right thing for others. With integrity, we never let our teammates down. He, he, he referenced his teams. And I, I totally agree with this. He said the more the best seven or eight players, talented, he was talking about here, the more the, the, the most talented players on his team displayed integrity, the better his teams were. And it's interesting because if your most talented players are the ones who are behaving the best, working the hardest, doing all that they should be doing, you're going to have so much more chance at great success. And if they aren't, eh, you're probably going to struggle. You're, you're, you're probably going to struggle having the, the best chance at success that you could um, simply because they're not putting everything into being the best that they can be. Um, and because, let's face it, that integrity is a huge part of that. And so I, I just like that concept a lot. That And, you know, again, reference in proactive coaching, we talk about that same concept in terms of how hard they work. And so when he's talking about his best seven or eight players displaying integrity, if they're going to be your, you know, your best in terms of that, wow, you got just an absolute great chance of being a great team. And if you can be a great team, then there's a, you have a much better chance at success. He says, great individuals who lack integrity don't usually form great teams. And, you know, again, the concept of being a great team also, you know, they don't win a lot generally he and then he said there there are exceptions he had exceptions on his teams through the years and he said he called what they had selective integrity uh on the basketball court playing with his team with their teammates um at the meetings all that kind of stuff yeah they did what they were supposed to do but away from the court and on their own yeah some of his some of his players weren't the best in terms of integrity um, and so, you know, they were still able to, and he said some of those players were on championship teams, but, you know, he, he felt that when all of his players or the majority of his players and the majority of his best players displayed integrity, that's when they had really strong teams. That's when things were really solid. 
So, um, so it's a, just an interesting concept, uh, and, and I totally agree with it because I've seen it with my own teams as well. He lists his top five people of integrity um, in in this uh, in the book. He said it, Jesus, his own father, Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, and uh, the late Billy Graham. And the reason he chose them, or maybe not the reason he chose them, but one of the things that he says about them that in his mind made them such great people of integrity is they were always concerned about the betterment of other people. Their commitments were toward the regard of their, the integrity of their commitments to regard others as more important than themselves set them apart. And I think that's a, a great concept, and especially for all of us who are involved in as coaches and leaders of teams, uh, it's just a great concept to consider that you know the 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 truly truly um, great people of integrity are always more focused on helping others and being there for other people. So love that concept. Uh, okay, so here are some quotes. I actually I think I have eight of them. And uh, could have had a lot more. If you, you those you've been with me from the start of this podcast, you may remember I did a, a series on integrity way back in the early stages of it. And um, those, so I did like five or six episodes, and I got the quotes out of my book, Inspiration for the Graduate. And so you are going to see, uh, you're going to hear more quotes today on integrity. You can, there's so many quotes out there on integrity, but I tried to pick the ones that fit well within what Wooden was talking about here in terms of purity of intention. But I also just picked some that I thought were really good for us as, uh, as coaches and as leaders of young people. The first one came from former President Jimmy Carter. We must adjust to changing times and still hold to unchanging principles. Oh, that's so good because the times are going to always change. Things are going to always be happening that get thrown at us to you know, make things different than before. But we have to maintain true to who we say we are and what we say we're all about. Uh, Stephen Covey, when you make a commitment to yourself, do so with the clear understanding that you're pledging your integrity. I mean, if you are going to truly you know, be who you say you are, well, then you have to make a pledge. This is then, this is how I will act, and this is who I, who I am because of that. Uh, Ronald J. Greer, an author and a counselor, said, Integrity involves both the uniqueness of who I am as a person and the integration of the values and wisdom that guide me. And that, that just, that's a great little definition. Because I am unique. Remember earlier, Wooden was talking about everybody has you know, their uniqueness. Okay? And then, but this guy says, Ronald J. Greer says, but it combines that with the values and wisdom that guide me who I need to be as a person of integrity. Nick Vucicic, I'm not exactly sure if I said that right, but he's a, a speaker. I believe he's from Australia. And um, you may have seen him before. He's a, a man who was born with no arms and no legs, and he's a motivational speaker. And uh, I've seen the guy and his attitude on life. It's just amazing, and, and his demeanor. And, and I love this quote. He said, if you want to influence others, the most important thing you can do is be a living example of the principles, ideals, and faith that you advocate. Well, that's what coaches, that's what teachers, that's what leaders uh, are doing. We're trying to influence others. And so we have to live by these principles that we say we're all about. Uh, Christina Devinney McBurry, I believe. She's a 
either a high school principal or former high school I think she's a former high school principal, and an author uh, of a book, I believe it was, was called Principal Pro. And she said, trust, family, and integrity are always going to be at the core of my leadership plan. And so while, you know, it's about her and her leadership plan, I just thought it was good for us as leaders to hear that concept, trust, family, and integrity. I mean, that's got to be, those have to be part of your foundation if you're going to be a leader. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that kind of in one of the other quotes. Brian Cagney, uh, he wrote a series of books, the Seven Laws series of self-help books, real short books to help people with different elements in their lives. He said, the first law of leadership is that your foundation is built through integrity, character, and trust. So that followed right along with Christina McBury's um, Trust, Family, and Integrity. Here he's talking about integrity, character, and trust. I mean, you have to have those if you're going to be a leader. And uh, yeah, so true. Uh, Byron and Catherine Pulsifer. I have quoted one or both of them individually before. I believe they're a couple, uh, obviously. And uh, today, it's the two of them from one of their books. One of the most important qualities people look for is fairness and integrity in a coach. This, this was one of the reasons I chose this one, because they're talking about coaches. Now, they're not necessarily talking about sport coaches, but it works for us as sport coaches. One of the most important qualities people look for is fairness and integrity in a coach. When I know the way I'm treated is the same as my coworker, it brings cohesiveness to the team. Absolutely. So instead of the word coworker for, you know, other types of coaches and teams, she could have said teammate. Uh, he could have said teammate. So I just love that. You know, the as a leader, I'm going to treat everybody with the same level of integrity, the same as wouldn't call it purity of intention. And our final one comes to us from H. Jackson Brown Jr. He's the author of Life's Little Instruction Book. Live so that when your children think of fairness, caring, and integrity, they think of you. Oh, I love that. And of course, he was talking about parents live so that when your children think of fairness, caring, and integrity, they think of you. But I wanted to end on this one because coaches, live so that when your kids, your players, think of fairness, caring, and integrity, they think of you. In other words, if we're going to talk about these things, we need to model these things. I love that concept, and I think that's so true, so important for all of us as leaders. All right, well, that brings us to the end of uh, this week's Mortar Element Integrity. We have two Mortar Elements left, and then a final episode after that where we'll wrap everything up as we have gotten to the apex of the pyramid. So, uh, come back next week as we get to Mortar Element number nine. Uh, we are up to the top of the pyramid and um, so excited as we continue to climb and continue to make our way to the to the top of the pyramid. Come back next week for that one. Again, I, I guess I've given you the tease. I'm not telling you what it is, uh, but you will hear it again next time on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. And we want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. 
I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Thank you.